0: With his own nicotine pouches.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome into Life on the Road episode of NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Wheel and Engineering. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheel and is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. My name is Chris Wilner, MRM the Reporter. As always, Emron announcer Kyle Ricky out at Stafford Speedway. I'm currently in the parking lot at Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta, site for IMSA Petit Le Mans this weekend. But Kyle, we got a lot to talk about when it comes to the short track racing and our NASCAR route series. We're getting down to the nitty gritty, and we do have good news for the folks at home. You actually raced this weekend. Thank goodness. Tell us about uh, the past Friday night over there at Stafford.
2: Yeah, we got the race in at the Stafford Motor Speedway, which turned out to be a really nice Friday night, Uh, even though there was rain in the forecast for earlier in the day. For the most part, it missed us. Uh, Great crowd came out. Great car count. Uh, Todd Owen picked up his third consecutive SK Modified Championship. Keith Rocco became the first uh, repeat winner of the TC13 special memorial race for the late, great Ted Christopher, the all-time Uh, race winner at the Stafford Motor Speedway. So uh, it was a great night of racing. Kevin Gamma picked up the late model championship. So uh, slowly buttoning things up. We still have the Napa fall final here in a couple of weeks for the Monaco Modified Tri-Track Series. I'll
1: tell you what, uh, the the whole sense of fall quickly has gone almost winter, especially in our part of the the Southeast and the Charlotte, North Carolina area was in Indianapolis yesterday. It went from seventies to fifties and forties real quick. So, Uh, craziness So we're already getting down to this time of year. And of course it's getting cold outside, but I know you guys still have the fall final coming up. Excited to hear about that. Well, on this, this week's show, we got a lot to talk about. As I mentioned, top three series all in action, getting ready to button up their championship seasons. Of course, still have some big late model races coming up. And of course you got a chance to talk to our, now reigning Arkham and Art Series champion Jesse Love earlier today. So we'll have that interview for you coming up in just a little bit. But Kyle, let's talk about the weekend that was. And of course, with our national series, the uh, Ground Pounders, the NASCAR with modified tour, the championship. Just when we thought we've seen it all, boy, it's tightened it up again. After another great race out at the Thompson Speedway, Ronnie Silk has retaken the lead over Justin Bonsignore. What'd you think, Kyle? I mean, Justin, I thought he had an opportunity to start to extend that lead a little bit more, but Ronnie was there waiting to pounce on opportunities, and he did so this past weekend.
2: Yeah, we we, and it was a ronnie and and justin race until 13 laps to go on a restart when justin just missed a shift and and said he almost threw it in reverse going (laughs) uh in the turn number one which would have been a really bad thing um but but he fell back from the front row challenging for the lead to outside of the top 10 and uh i think finished like in the 13th spot one of the last cars on the lead lap so a a great race good car count you you talk about the the weather changing it changed up here because it got cold when that sun went down uh just after the modified tour race uh they got rained out of course on saturday because it wouldn't be a major race weekend up here without at least one day getting rained out so they ran i think 13 features or 12 features on sunday plus all the qualifying and practice it was a long day it was a chilly night uh but a good show for the nascar wheel and modify tour and now ron silk looking for uh, his second title going to martinsville here in a couple weeks
1: Oh, it's going to be so much fun. The Virginia's for Racing Lovers 200 wrapping up at Martinsville, as Kyle mentioned, in a couple of weeks. Uh, I don't want to preview it, Kyle, because we'll be, be able to do that on the show coming up the week of. But going into Martinsville, which is automatically already an elevated race because it's you know NASCAR weekend and you've got a lot of eyes on it. But, I mean, could you have scripted this any better to have two of the most successful drivers in the series as of late go toe-to-toe for a championship?
2: No, I mean, and they've been the class of the field for the for the most part all years. Those two and Austin Beers, who has uh, slipped back a little bit here in recent races. The only thing I would ask, I would have asked for is for him not to, Justin, not to miss that shift. And <laughs> they'd be almost tied going into Martinsville this weekend or next weekend. But anything can happen. Um, you know, the field should be a bit, bit larger than the 26 that we had at Thompson. So every point will count one slip by Ronnie. You know, if he fades to, say, 15th or 20th in the field and Justin's out front, you know, it's a completely different ballgame. So, uh, you yeah, know, we'll see what happens. That's why we run these races to their completion every season. Again, you can hear that
1: race from Martinsville in two weeks time on October the 26th, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Motor Racing Network. Love we'll a crew out there as well. Again, all part of NASCAR weekend as they wrap up that championship. All right, let's move on to the Ark Menard series and the driver that we're going to have on the show here in just a minute. Jesse Love, officially crowned champion, although he locked it up last week, but walks it off with a big win out at Toledo. Uh, Kyle, you know, Jesse had been searching for that 11th win, and we were wondering if it was going to happen after he got to 10 earlier this season. Finally did it in the last race of the season. What a great place, to end the Arkham Art Series championship in its backyard out at Toledo.
2: Yeah, the Arkham Art Series has raced at Toledo for as long as I can remember going back 30 years and probably well before that kind of a staple short track uh on on the Arkham Nard series and it's pretty cool that for the last few years they've crowned their champion at Toledo Speedway uh in fact the last couple of years they've ended their year with three consecutive short tracks which I think is is fantastic given what that series is all about and and where it's come from but yeah what a season for, for Jesse Love Double digits in the win column um, after a slow start. And that's something that we'll talk to him about here in a little bit. I mean, you remember he wrecked out of Phoenix, failed to finish in the top five at Daytona to start the year. So uh, he was pretty deep in the championship standings, had a bit of a hole to climb out of. He did that by rattling rattling off three wins in a row at one point during the early part of the summer months. And, uh, yeah, he's got a bright future ahead of him. Showed well in the truck series. And, you know, I think all of his experience – in Arca this year on all the different types of racetracks and surfaces will help him no matter where he ends up in 2024.
1: So as we put the button on the 2023 ARCA Menard Series season, obviously the East and West Series championships, or at least the West Series championship, not decide the East was a few weeks ago at Bristol Motor Speedway, but just Arca in general, what has stuck out to you the most this season? I know for me, I would probably have to say Berlin Raceway. You know, shout out to Jeff Striegel as always, the GM over there, and one of our colleagues at the Motor Racing Network, but the William Swalich, Jesse Love confrontations and the battles. And I think that's not going to be the first time and only time we're going to see that. Of course, some great racing. I think watching young drivers like Brent Cruz and Connor Zillich, who made their debuts later this season, uh, their bright futures ahead in the ARCA platform. But what has stood out to you this this season across the ARCA series?
2: I think it was fun to watch Frankie Munez come back and, and run full time in the Arkham Art series after being away from the sport so long. Uh, you know, walking away from from a lot of what he has going on in, in Hollywood to be with us on, on a weekly basis in the Arkham Art series garage. Uh, you mentioned Brent Cruz uh, watching him succeed uh, on the road courses and then, you know, on the ovals more, most recently, you know, picking up his you know, we getting his first start on an oval a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he's going to be a young up up and comer uh, that has done well in every type of car that he has sat in. So, yeah, there's a lot of those young drivers that that kind of shied bright this season. None more, though, than than Jesse Love, as he has been on top for a majority of the season.
1: Yeah, and I think Andres Perez DeLara or Andres Perez was yeah. certainly a driver that we've always talked about. When was his win going to come? He's been close so many times. Uh, he'll be back for sure to, to, to fight for wins and, and possibly a championship. I think with that rev racing group, as well as his young career to get, begins to really take off. So, uh, what a season again, full of memorable finishes some good battles. I, you know, thinking of Milwaukee as well, side-by-side yeah. racing at IRP. I mean, we've had it all this year. So definitely, uh, and uh, tip of the cap to everybody with the Ark Menard Series and, and East and West Series as well for putting on good programs. Now, in 2024, I mean, obviously, it's pretty much a, a foregone conclusion. Jesse Love's going to pursue NASCAR National Series. He's already run some truck series races this year. But who's next to maybe go on a run like that? My first driver thinking of is William Swalik. Who do you have your eye
2: on? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's usually among the top three in every race that he competes in. I like Andres Perez. I mean, he is, you know, second, second, second all the time, and usually to Jesse Lowe. So, and I think once he gets that first, once he gets that first win, and I don't know if it'll come in Daytona, but uh, it could come in Phoenix next year, depending on how the schedule shakes out. Uh, but once he gets that first win, he'll rattle off a bunch, and, and I think he's going to be the next, uh, the the next young superstar of the Art series.
1: Well, we can't wait for 2024. Daytona will be here sooner rather than later. So we'll start to find out those storylines, of course, when we hit the new year. All right, Kyle, you had a great conversation with Jesse Love. So let's play it for the folks here on Coast to Coast. We'll visit with our Arkham Menard Series champion of 2023 next here on NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Whelan Engineering.
2: our coast-to-coast on the Motor Racing Network. We have talked about the Arkham Menard Series since they debuted on the racetrack for the year back in February in Daytona. They wrapped up their championship campaign just a couple of days ago at their home racetrack at Toledo Speedway in Ohio. We knew going in who the champion was, that is, and he joins us now, Jesse Love. Jesse, first off, congratulations on what was a spectacular year for you and your Venturini team.
3: I appreciate it. Yeah, I definitely needed it, and uh, thanks for having me.
2: I know you you've known now a week and a half, two weeks, that you were gonna be the crown champion for this year, but now that it's official, has it settled in yet?
3: Yeah, a little bit. You know, I think that the biggest thing is just kind of a sigh of relief uh going in the season, knowing what my goals were uh to go win the championship. And now that you you know have crossed that bridge, it definitely takes the, the stress off your shoulders. And actually the best feeling for me because there wasn't really like a a moment, right, where we knew we won. I think because at the end of the day, like, you know, once we got to, you know, halfway through the year, we kind of knew, like, we were going to have a really big, you know, points buffer going into the rest of the year. And then after Salem, we'd already won it. And that was, you know, really exciting. But at the same time, like, we knew, we kind of knew it for weeks. And then, you know, Toledo, same thing. So my biggest thing was just, like, now, I think the best feeling is just kind of the the feeling of relief and kind of can just go on with the rest of the year and not have to worry about it and, and kind of just focus on on the rest of the year. It's kind of like just checking something off a bucket list, right? feels really good to do it and uh, just really proud of the team and all the guys that were able to have a successful year and you know obviously win the owner's championship and the uh, driver's championship.
2: You knew mid-season that you were in position to win the championship, but the year didn't get off to the best of starts, uh, just a couple of finishes outside of the top five. And they both came in, in, or at least two of them came in the first two races at Daytona with a seventh, not bad. And then you had that mid-race accident at Phoenix. Were there any concerns at that point between Phoenix and that gap to Talladega?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think after that, uh, I kind of thought that probably wasn't good enough or – had a lot of just self-doubt. So my thought process after that was just like, all right, well stop focusing on, on the expectation and everything. Just focus on like what I can do on my best possible day. Right. So like every athlete kind of has their best days. And I feel like what makes people really good or, or not really good is whether or not they can, you know, operate, and perform at that level, like all the time. And I felt like I've been able to operate and perform at that level every week since then because I just only focused on doing the best job that Jesse Love can do. And I stopped focusing on like, okay, I'm going to go in this race and win this race. I'm going to go win this or that the other thing. I stopped caring about that all and all like all together. And the only thing I've really focused about is just doing the best job that I can do and operate at the highest level that I can. And that's helped me in everything. Dirt racing, uh, Road course racing, oval racing taught t- me everywhere.
2: And that's where I wanted to go next. The Arkham Menard series, one of, if not the most diverse schedule that we see here for stock cars in this country with the dirt races, with the road course races, the short tracks, the super speedways, the poconos. Uh where do you feel most comfortable? And uh, you know, what do you feel like maybe you know you need to, to work on going forward?
3: Oh, I just think I feel kind of comfortable behind the wheel. Um, I don't really I don't really get you know, worked up in, like, my bread and butter or anything like that. Um, like, at the end of the day, we, in the deal, at least, we won on a super speedway, intermediate, short track, road course, dirt track. Like, we won on every single platform. So, um, obviously, the road course stuff, like, compared to guys that are really good, like, you know, Connor Zilich that are also coming up, like, that kid definitely has probably an edge on me. Um, but at the same time, like, I think that, as far as the collectively goes, the whole platform goes. I feel like I'm probably the most diverse, and I feel like I have worked really hard at that throughout the last few years, and um, really proud of like the how the intermediate stuff's gone because I wasn't sure how I do about that. The road course stuff's taking a big jump this year, and I'm gonna do some TAT racing next year to get that even better. Larson brings his Chevy four
2: tires, Sunoco racing fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market, performance is what
0: Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Here for Ryan Blaney. four
1: tires with Sunoco
0: fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle
2: perform at its peak. How did your West Coast, it been a couple of years since you won the West Series championship back-to-back, how did maybe that experience and running for a championship two and three years ago maybe help you in running for a much larger championship this year? Obviously, the schedule nearly doubled from what the West Series runs.
3: Yeah, it's huge. And, you know, obviously you're racing against a lot of drivers and uh, you're racing against really good guys out here especially when like you have some cup guys that come down or some truck it's many guys that come down. So uh it makes like the, the week to week deal harder. But As far as the championship goes, it wasn't probably as tough as the West deal as far as like putting together, you know, every week having to be really perfect because you have so many races, right? You kind of mix them up. If you have a, a good stretch of races, like we won three in a row, I think twice and run one, four in a row. So like having those, having those ways of momentum really helped us out. And, and I don't know. I just, Obviously biggest thing for me was, you know, making my worst day better than my competition. So not not having too bad of a day.
2: You drive for Venturini Motorsports. Uh, Bill Bill Venturini, obviously, one of the most colorful characters in the garage, has been for four decades. What's it like driving for Bill?
3: It's awesome. And him and his son Billy are great. They they work really hard and Bill's still at the shop every day too, working, and so is Billy and And it's cool. I enjoy Bill a lot. Now he can, I told him on the plane home, I was like, now you can kiss my ring too. I don't have to just kiss yours because he always tells me to kiss the ring whenever I see him. So, um, you know, I'm proud to be a part of the organization and I wanted to leave a a big impact on, on mentoring, mentoring their, their deal for, you know, a few years and wasn't really firing all cylinders. And I'm glad that this year turned out how it did that I can kind of step away after this year and know that I've left the impact that I wanted to uh,
2: this year. Pair starts in the truck series here this season as well for Tricon. What were some of the takeaways from, from those events? Obviously a uh, deeper field, longer races.
3: I'd say how much I suck at restarts. I thought that I was phenomenal at them. Um, and then I realized after Kansas that I kind of suck at them. So, um, you know, the biggest thing for me at, at an intermediate, like Gateway was fine. We were fine on restarts there, but I would say, sorry, my dog has a new toy, Um but I'd say, like, Kansas, like, we were really, really fast and just could not restart. Not sure if we had a little bit of a motor handicap there. But, um, but no, we just – you know, that was the biggest issue there. And other than that, speed was great. So really happy with – so my speed is really up there. Um, I was happy with my pit stop times, all that stuff, and green flag averages and everything, how I got through a lot of traffic. But the biggest issue for me really was just kind of, you know, put myself in position. I feel like once I – once I stop losing spots and restarts and maybe gain some, uh, we should be in contention uh, to win pretty soon. So that's the biggest thing going into Phoenix is just do the best job that I can do. Because I wasn't, I wasn't, I I didn't do the best job I could have done at Kansas. I thought I did a really great job at Gateway, but not at Kansas. So, you know, Phoenix is just focusing on doing my best work. And I think if we do that, we can have a
2: shot to uh, have a really good night. Uh, the race coming up at the Phoenix Raceway, coming up part of Championship Weekend, the first weekend of November. And I guess the big question is, then what? what? What are you hoping for for 2024 for next year?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think that I'm probably going to sit in a truck in a Xfinity car next year. Um, as far as full-time or part-time or all that stuff, I'm not really sure yet. Uh, the truck just came out, so the Toyota's kind of building my schedule right now, but I feel like really confident. I feel like we've had a great year with Toyota. Uh, you know, we are still have a great relationship. So um, next year for me is honestly about kind of development, uh, win, where, where, win where I can, but set myself up uh, for a truck, you know, campaign in uh, 25.
2: Look forward to it. Uh, we're going to get through Phoenix first in a couple of weeks, and then we'll focus on 2024. But congratulations on everything you've done here in 2023, including that Arkham and Art Series championship just a couple of days ago. Awesome. I appreciate it. Cool. Jesse Love joining us, your 2023 Arkham and Art Series Champion here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. We'll have more coming up after the break.
0: Wheeland Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting,
1: Of course, uh, not done yet. Just getting his career started. Of course, uh, Arkham Menard Series champion, but I think he'll be a threat in NASCAR when we talk about the Truck Series uh, next year and the future, and as well as I think he'll he'll be racing on Sundays sooner rather than later.
2: Yeah, like you said, you know, he's won on every type of racetrack this year alone. The super speedways, the short tracks, the dirt tracks, the road courses. He has all the confidence there. He has the talent. Uh, This year he has the tools, and I assume that he'll have the tools going forward in 2024 to, you know, get more of those victories. We'll be talking a lot about Jesse Love for for years to come. Probably uh, more than likely, like you mentioned earlier, in NASCAR's National Series.
1: Absolutely. Appreciate Justin for joining us on the show. How about some races coming up this weekend? Kyle, speaking of ARCA, the last of the three that's still in action is the ARCA West championship as they'll roll on again, crowning their series champion at Phoenix raceway in a few weeks. It's the ARCA West star nursery 150 at the bull ring at Las Vegas. And boy, this is a cool race weekend because the NASCAR stars are right across the street at the big track. You've got the bull ring that always produces exciting racing, a lot of good, West Coast racers are in the entry list. What can you tell us about what to expect as that series hits uh, with a couple races to go in their season?
2: Yeah, Sean Hingarani, the championship leader over uh, Trevor Huddleston going into the event. You'll have guys like Landon Lewis and Tyler Reif looking for wins on Friday night, what would be a, a late start For those of us here on the East Coast, um, but I mean, I love the Las Vegas Motor Speedway bull ring. I've been there a couple of times. If you've never been to the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, or sometimes if you have, and and you come in the back entrance behind the front stretch, you don't even know the bull ring is behind turn number two, all but in the parking lot. Right up against Las Vegas Boulevard, so uh, get out there if, you, if you're part of, if you're able to take part in the race weekend. It's right up the road from the Las Vegas Strip, literally right outside of Turn Number Two at the big track. Uh, they put on some great racing, and so many great drivers have come from the racetrack, like the Bush Brothers. Um, so it, it's been around a long time, a historical racetrack part of the West series has been around for for decades and decades, and they're going to shine bright on Friday night to kick off a pretty major race weekend out there in Las Vegas, Nevada.
1: Absolutely. As the cup series and Xfinity series playoffs continue to roll on and don't forget to Haley Deegan. That's where she really started to make a name for herself in the NASCAR world winning at the bull ring out in Las Vegas. And of course, Haley making that announcement earlier uh, last week, going to run Xfinity series full-time for AM racing in that Ford Mustang. So good stuff. From her. All right. Uh, speaking of short track racing and cutting your teeth, how about Lane Riggs putting on a show? But it was Deke McCaskill who got it done with the cars late mile stock tour out at South Boston. Uh, Lane Riggs again t- teamed up there with uh, Rodney Childers and that KHI number 62. Uh, had a win taken away in the tech shed a few weeks ago, but put on a good opportunity, at least qualified well and ran up front. But Deke McCaskill, it's hard to beat him when he's on his A game.
2: A yeah, veteran driver. Um, part of that series. He's been running late models down in the Southeast for years and years and years, long as I can remember. And uh, it's been a while since he's been to victory lane. So uh, pretty cool to see him get a win at South Boston Speedway. Uh, Nick Loden picked up the win and the pro late models on that same evening. I know the cars tour winding down their season as well. I think just uh, two events remain before they crown their champions for 2023.
1: That's right. Carson Quapel got a top five as he yep. continues to hold that championship lead, trying to go back to back for junior motorsports in that eight car. so we'll see what happens here with a couple more points to go did want to give a shout out to old kenny wallace how about her I'm being behind the wheel again and uh you know it's typical uh, he's not retired obviously he's kind of like kenny schrader he's been running dirt cars still here and there out in the midwest and where he lives out in missouri but to see him on an asphalt track again run even if it was a late model and not necessarily a stock car how cool is that to see kenny back in action
2: Love it. I uh, was able to be with him at Stafford early, earlier this year when he was with SRX, and now he's running uh, the Cars late model tour. I mean, some of his social media content over the weekend was fantastic. <laughs> I mean, uh, amazing stuff. and it, it was good to see him back. Hopefully we see him back more. Uh, you know, he he did all right not spectacular but you know I wouldn't expect him to do spectacular uh you know right out of the box like that but um hopefully we see him more on asphalt it's hard to break him away from that that midwest dirt track modified stuff though i know that's where where his heart is but uh you know would be would be pretty cool to see him back on some more asphalt tracks uh in 2024
1: uh, finally, big race coming up this weekend, the Winchester 400. Of course, a lot of Roots drivers that are making their waves in the NASCAR Advanced Auto Parts uh, National Series points this year are involved with that. No Bubba Pollard. He is not in it. He's actually going to be running a dirt car down in the southeast. So he's not entered in this one. But, of course, Winchester Speedway is a legendary racetrack, hosted some of the great races over the course, whether it's open wheel or late models, you name it, it's been on that racetrack. High bank, high speed. Uh, but what do you think i know william Sawalich is involved in that one uh a crown jewel right as we, especially as we get closer and closer to the uh, snowball derby coming up in december you want to get on a little bit of momentum run. And when you have the winchester 400 and the all-american 400 coming up in a couple weeks couple opportunities to get that momentum
2: i expected more cars i'll be honest i think there's only 25 yeah. right now entered for a field that i think last year had 37 or 38 cars so hopefully there's more entries that trickle in here over the next couple of weeks. Love Winchester Speedway. Watch that place on the old Thursday Night Thunder shows years ago with USAC Midget and Sprint Cars. And, uh, you know, it was it was hairy then. It's hairy now, even with uh, the stock cars out there. But it's always a good show. I guess the biggest key to to winning that race and doing well in that race is just surviving. I mean, there's been some pretty big incidents. There's a lot of wear and tear on equipment. I mean, it's a, it can be a long, a long event. And just surviving and getting to the end is going to be key to whoever comes out on top this weekend.
1: Yeah, keep your nose clean. That's the name of the game out there at Winchester. Good stuff, Kyle. And yeah, looking forward to seeing who takes home one of short track racing's crown jewels coming up this weekend. Uh, before we let the folks go, don't forget NASCAR Cup Series and the Xfinity Series are out at Las Vegas this weekend. And Kyle, before the MRN team takes it back, once we get to Homestead next week, what do you think where we're at as far as, let's start with the Xfinity Series. This championship battle starting to really heat up. Sam Mayer with the walk-off win at the Charlotte Roval this weekend, again, coming up through the late model ranks. you have your eye on somebody as a championship favorite yet in the Xfinity Series? I feel like the parity is still there, at least among the top eight that have made uh, this round.
2: It is. Uh, you know, Cole Custer, I think, will be somebody to keep an eye on over these next couple of weeks. I feel like he's good at, at these next three racetracks coming up. Sam Mayer has momentum. Uh, hopefully he can keep it, though. Uh, with finishing, what did he score? Six points in the, the couple of races prior yeah. to the win last weekend at the Charlotte Roval. Uh, it's hard to score just six points back-to-back weeks. Um, I mean, you're all but finishing last. So hopefully they have the the ship righted and and momentum back on their side. I know I talked to him earlier this week following the win. He's optimistic after a pretty good run there. Back in the spring, he says he's learned a lot more about the race cars. The team has come a long way, but as has the entire garage. So we'll see Saturday afternoon if uh, Sam can can go back to back and you know maybe advance into that championship four.
1: And on the NASCAR Cup Series side, obviously, A.J. Allmendinger, not in the playoffs, goes out and wins at the Roval, a place he's been pretty good at as of late with a number of Xfinity wins and now adding a Cup Series win to his resume. The emotion, Kyle, let's talk about that. How refreshing is that to see? I mean, again, I think it's a big deal no matter who wins a Cup Series race, and, and the drivers will tell you that. But when you're a Denny Hamlin or a you know William Byron or somebody who's got multiple wins every year on the season, it almost kind of becomes an expectation. But when you're AJ Almdinger and you heard him say it on the broadcast uh, on MRN, you never know or on PRN, yep. you never know when your last one's going to be. So I think the emotion that you see—that's what being successful and the Cup Series is all about. And that was just really, really cool
2: to see. A lot of emotion, great to see that. Wish we saw more of it like that. Sometimes I think a lot of these drivers get once they get to that level, they get too comfortable and, you know, it's just kind of routine that, you know, they're expected to win and they should be winning. And uh, when they do, it's yeah, that's why we're here. Um, But not with A.J., you know, a whole set of different emotions there and and still refreshing to see. And he said it uh, on both of the broadcasts over the weekend, uh, both on television and radio. You know, you just never know when you're going to get the last one. And, you know, we still don't know what he's doing in 2024. I know there's a lot of speculation with with Colleague Racing and, and A.J. Allmendinger as to where he will end up next season. So, you know, that may have added to that emotion that we saw uh, over the weekend.
1: For sure. And speaking of emotions, Kyle Larson went from possibly being eliminated in this round to now punching his ticket to the round of eight after it looked like kyle bush had an opportunity to win their leading after a halfway but uh, talked to kyle yesterday down in indianapolis for a sprint car event uh breath of fresh air as he goes to some tracks he's mightily good at las vegas homestead two places that he's done really well at so uh one of those drivers that maybe some people had eliminated now has an opportunity to go race for a second championship in phoenix so Uh, Kyle, we'll see what happens, but looking forward with the Motor Racing Network getting back on the air next week at the Homestead Miami Speedway, where it'll be up on the fence there with the NASCAR Cup Series. So, good stuff. Appreciate Jesse Love for being on the show here this week, and uh, time for me to get to work, Kyle. What do you think? How's your weekend shaping up? Anything up in your neck of the woods?
2: Let's see. Where are we at? Well, it's going to rain. Imagine that. Uh, The Nolan Waterford Speed Bowl has their championship night uh, on Saturday night. If it rains out, they'll run it next Friday night uh, before their big modified race next Saturday with the Monaco Modified Tri-Track Series. Do you want to give a quick shout out? Congratulations to Megan Fuller, 21-year-old daughter to NASCAR Modified Champion former NASCAR Modified Champion back in the 90s, I believe, Rick Fuller. Uh, she picked up her first SK Light Modified win over the weekend at Thompson. Mark Jennison picked up the Pro Stock Championship at the Seacong Speedway as they were finally able to get their final weekend in the book up in Massachusetts. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, so some of the news and notes as we rats begin to wind down and wrap up another season up here in New England.
1: And pretty soon it'll start to snow in your neck of the woods. So bundle up oh. up there, Rick. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning into this week's episode of NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by our friends at and Engineering. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Time to get back to work. My name is Chris Willner for Kyle Ricky and our producer, Pat Jaggers. Enjoy your weekend of racing on the grassroots level, and of course, we'll talk about it all next week.